What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 48 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we are bringing sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. Coming at you live on Facebook, we've had a couple of weeks hiatus, been really busy with other things, uh, building up the domain authority of abstractsports.com, getting a lot of Google traffic through the NBA 2K League pages, and I've been capitalizing on that as much as possible. But I've managed to catch up a little bit, and here I am able to talk about even more basketball, um, actual basketball, IRL basketball, if you will. And so please share this broadcast with your friends and family, spam those Facebook emojis, and let's get this party started. Alright, as always, I am Kyle Clay2K, your host for this episode 48 of the Abstract Sports Podcast. We've got a really big episode for you guys in terms of basketball. Um, I'm not going to lie, I have not been watching any hockey, no NHL playoffs, even though I know that that's that's some pretty exciting stuff, but it's just not my thing. I've been busy with other things, I don't have the time for it. Baseball, since I'm not in a fantasy league this year, I have totally just forgotten about baseball. Uh, as soon as my local team season starts up here in Idaho Falls, I will be going to games like a madman because that's where it is fun for me. Uh, as far as golf goes, I know Tiger's been in the news. He was in the top five in a recent event. I, I don't know what that event is, but uh, Tiger is back. He's healthy, at least to some extent. And he's able to perform. So uh, exciting news for the sport of golf. As far as football goes, um, the draft happened. After the first few picks, I like I stopped paying attention because I'm like, okay, that's who I thought was going to go first. You know, Baker Mayfield getting drafted to the Cleveland Browns. Congratulations to him. I think he'll bring a good attitude. Hopefully, an attitude that carries off the field in a positive direction, unlike the Johnny Manziel uh, situation. But really, got nothing football related there. <laughs> And so that's why today we're going to be talking about primarily basketball, everything basketball. And I don't, I don't even have anything listed for the NBA 2K League, so we're talking about NBA action right here and maybe a little a bit of other stuff in between. But um, just to mention a few points uh, that surround the basketball world, right now it's the end of the the NBA season is over, the regular season is over, and they're slowly starting to announce the winners of the end-of-the-year awards like Coach of the Year, uh, things like that. I know there's going to be a big award ceremony after the season's over, but um, or at, at least before the finals. I think it's supposed to happen before the finals, which I think is weird. They announce the MVP and then the finals happens, almost like they feel like it's going to inform how they perform in the finals. Um, but one thing that broke news recently is that Dwayne Casey – was selected by his peers, you know, other coaches and executives to win the Coach of the Year award. Dwayne Casey's the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Um, let me just pull up their record really quick because they obliterated the Eastern Conference. They had a 59-23 win-loss record, 72% winning percentage, which is, which is amazing, ahead of the Celtics, 76ers, Cavaliers, Pacers, um, Heat, Bucks, Wizards, and beyond. These guys, 34 and 7 at home, 25 and 16 away, 12 and 4 in their division, 40 and 12 in the conference. 
but we're going to talk more about them a little bit later. Dwayne Casey was selected for the Coach of the Year Award. I personally thought it was going to be Quinn Snyder just because of everything that he did for the Jazz, considering their their dilemma when they lost Gordon Hayward to the Celtics. Um, you know, that, that team was formed around Gordon Hayward. It seems like every time Salt Lake City has a star start to shine, they trade him off. <laughs> um, and maybe it's because of the small market. You know, players want to expand their careers, and there's not a lot of huge endorsement money in Salt Lake City. It's all about, like, the big cities like Boston, L.A., and New York City, you know, other places too. But those are three big pillars in the game of basketball. Um, and so, anyways, I thought Quinn Snyder was going to go away with that award because having lost Gordon Hayward, they get a rookie in Donovan Mitchell. Possibly, um, I think it's in the bag, but rookie of the year potential right there. And he, if it wasn't for him, for, for Donovan Mitchell and a good coach like Quinn Snyder keeping him and the rest of the team on track after all the offseason changes last summer, um, I don't think that they make it to the second round of the playoffs or the playoffs at all. Um, we'll be talking about playoffs more here in just a second, but <clears throat> I think that Quinn Snyder deserved the coach of the year award. It blows my mind that Dwayne Casey of the Toronto Raptors gets it. And then not long after he is fired. Can you believe that? Like, I feel like this hasn't been talked enough, talked about enough out there in the world. Um, I mean, they, they mentioned that he, um, I guess he sought a contract extension and maybe he did that a little bit early, like kind of thinking like I deserve this, you know, but uh, he got fired after receiving the coach of the year award. He, he coached the Raptors to be the top team in the East by a long shot. They were, you know, it seemed like they were going to contend with any team that stepped in their way in the Eastern conference when it came to the playoffs. Um, But just to jump straight ahead a little bit, They ended up getting swept by the Cavaliers for the third year in a row in the playoffs. They are 0-12 against the Cavaliers the last three years. Um, (laughs) That's just bad. You know, that reminds me of Michael Jordan back in the 90s preventing all these other teams from getting to the NBA Finals in the Western Conference. You know, LeBron is Michael Jordan of the Eastern Conference right now. Sorry, that was the East. I lied. I don't know what I'm talking about. The Bulls are in the East. Um, but preventing all those other Eastern Conference teams from getting to the finals just because he's Michael Jordan and he has so much power in the game of basketball. LeBron is that right now for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's preventing guys like, jeez, uh, just look at it, like John Wall, Brad, Be- Brad Beasley. Um, what the, oh, my gosh. I'm getting some names wrong here. Is that the word I'm looking for? Holy cow, I can't even get anything right. Uh, This is just about how prepared I am. Uh, Bradley Beal, not Brad Beasley. I don't know what I'm thinking. (laughs) John Wall and Bradley Beal, preventing guys like that from getting from the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, But beyond that, you have, I mean, the Pacers, Victor Oladipo, he's kind of, he's starting to come into his own. Um... But preventing that team was relatively easy for LeBron. But then you've got DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, uh, and those guys over in Toronto, and he's managed managed to sweep them the last three years. So that's just that blows my mind. Uh, I I had the Cavs getting kicked out in the second round. I thought that 
especially after a seven-game series in the first round that LeBron, his uh, his age was going to start to show and he wasn't going to be able to will his team to win four games out of seven against the Toronto Raptors. I just did not see it happening. And then he sweeps them. I I was baffled by that. And because of that, my bracket is all messed up. <laughs> um, I'll open up my bracket really quickly. But what, what can you say? Like LeBron is just so dominant. He can cont- control the game like that. But now he finds himself down 0-2 against the Boston Celtics with the Boston Celtics having home court advantage. Uh, they won both of theirs at home. Now they have to go and prove that they are the team that can beat. They are a team that is together enough to beat a team like the Celtics who are a young group of talent and all of their role players know exactly what their job is. And I just think that the, the youth on their team and the togetherness is going to do a lot for them in this series. I think it's going to be a long series because home court in Cleveland is going to be tough for Boston, but I really don't see the Cavaliers walking out of this one. Let's see what my... Oh, man, it won't won't sign me in. What is going on here? Well, whatever. All I know is that I didn't have the Cavs going this far. So, (laughs) Uh, right now it should be Raptors 76ers, in my opinion. Uh, Yes, I had the 76ers beating the the Celtics. They ended up losing to them 4-1. But... (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I made some pretty bold predictions and I'm, I'm, I still stand by them because sports with sports, anything can happen. So I'll stand with them, but to take a quick little break in between the Eastern and Western conference playoffs, let's talk a little bit about the draft lottery, just a little bit. So for those of you, for those of you who don't know every year, the teams who did the worst in the NBA are put into a draft lottery where team with the worst record has the best odds to get the first pick and the further up towards the middle of the pack you go the less odds that that team is going to get the first pick so you know just based on odds and it being a lottery any team could get the number one pick the lakers jumped up from the like the last couple years they were able to jump up in their predictions of the odds to get to the number two pick Um, which is kind of unheard of. Uh, But this year kind of went as planned, it sounds like. Uh, Phoenix got the number one pick. They are a terrible team with one shining spot in Devin Booker. Beyond him, that team is garbage. So they they really need some help in Phoenix. Um, Sacramento got the number two pick. Atlanta Hawks got the number three pick. And that one kind of surprises me because... uh, and, And Memphis is number four. Dallas is number five. The three, four, and five teams there in Atlanta, Memphis, and Dallas, those teams have been playoff teams in the last handful of years, and Dallas won the championship not that long ago. But then you have to know that Dirk Nowitzki is on his last leg. Um, on, on its last leg? What does that even mean? Uh, I mean, Dirk is uh, hes about to retire. I don't know if he's going to come back next year or not. I don't think he's made that announcement just yet. But it surprises me that those three teams are that far down on the totem pole right now. I don't know if they're trying to tank or what. Maybe they have some fines coming their way because they're trying to tank, but Atlanta was always given the, the, they were sort of like in the position the Raptors are now. The Cavs kept beating the Hawks out Um, and and the Heat too when LeBron was there. So I don't know. That blows my mind. And then Memphis is down there so far because they lost Mike Conley. 
that just goes to show how much of an overrated or underrated player he is. Um, he clearly impacts that team in a big way. Without him, they they end up getting the number four pick in the first round of the draft. Um, and then you go down a little further. You got Orlando at the number six, Chicago number seven, Cleveland has the eight pick, and that's from Brooklyn via Boston. So they've uh, in the past traded up to get the eighth pick in the first round, which is something that the Cavs might need, uh, considering that LeBron is struggling to find somebody to put him put people around him, and they're uh, struggling to find the right people to work with him. They went through a lot of turnover throughout this season and that probably doesn't didn't help their case given the situation they're in right now struggling against Boston 0-2 the chemistry's not there the teamwork is not there confidence was gone in the fourth quarter last night so maybe that eighth pick will do something for him but then you got New York Knicks with the number nine pick Philadelphia with the 10th and that's there's a lot of trades that happen right there there's I'm not going to go any further than that just gets a little muddy uh, but my team, the Lakers, they don't get a pick until the 25th pick in the first round. Um, and I know that their offseason off is going to be very interesting where they've got, hey, Ryan, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast, the live show. Uh, glad to have you here. Just kind of blabbering about some basketball. You know, I don't really have any rhyme or reason in my, my outline today. I have a little bit of have a few points here, but I'm just kind of flying with it, man. I, I don't even care. There's just so much stuff to talk about that I, and there's a game that starts at seven o'clock or I guess nine o'clock Eastern if you're uh, to put a standard on it, nine o'clock Eastern. So I'm trying to get this episode out the door before then so I can switch my tab over and watch the game as everybody else should be doing as well. (laughs) So if I feel like, if you feel like I'm being rushed, that's because I have an internal clock telling me to get the hell on with the episode. It is now 6.50 there's pregame shows going on right now, which I'm okay with missing, but the game, though, Warriors-Rockets in Houston, game two, something you got to watch. But, yeah, so draft lottery, Phoenix, Sacramento, Atlanta, those are your top three picks, uh, and I believe the the draft happens Thursday, June 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern time at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. The draft will live air live on ESPN and ESPN Radio and stream live on the ESPN, ESPN app. I cannot talk. Holy cow. I You can tell I have not done this for a couple of weeks. I am out of it, man. Uh, and so, yeah, June 21st, that comes about four days after the finals are over, according to scheduling, uh, depending on how many games the finals go. So not shortly after the finals, you get to watch the draft. And uh, I know that tomorrow the NBA draft combine starts up. So basically players start essentially showing off what they can do in the draft combine. And that informs the teams on where they're going to pick certain players. So be very interesting to see that kind of media coverage over the next couple of days, especially with the playoffs still going on. So we talked a little bit about the Eastern conference, um, Talked about how LeBron has sort of uh, got the iron fist, if you will, like holding down the Eastern Conference, preventing all the, st- the superstars, the, the up-and-coming superstars from making it any further than the second round. Um, in this case, three years in a row, the Raptors sweeping them 4-0. <laughs> um, down 0-2 against the Celtics. I'm hoping that they can make it a series, but if they do, I know it's going to be a long series because Boston has that youth. They have that longevity that's going to help them 
carry out the series on a very strong note. If they end up losing, it's not going to be because they gave up. It's going to be because they left it all out there and the Cavs just beat them fair and square. So, and I, and if that were to happen, it's going to be because LeBron carried them. I mean, this dude is unreal. The type of numbers he's putting up in the playoffs. LeBron had like, what was it, like 40-something points. He had a triple-double last night. In the first quarter, he had 21 points, four three-pointers. The dude's unreal. He's been averaging over 30 points easily in the in this series, or in the playoffs, I should say. A lot of 40-point games coming from him. So, with that in mind, let's switch on over to the Western Conference and talk about how we got to where we are right now and what I think is going to happen going forward. Uh in the first set of matches, you had the, the Houston Rockets taking on Minnesota Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are going to be a great team in the near future. But uh, going against the Rockets, a team that will do anything to get a win, even if that means flopping and getting fouls left and right to get to the free throw line, they will do it. So they ended up winning that one 4-1. I also forgot my my uh, the file at home that manages the graphic that I put together for the playoffs. So I'll be sure to revise that and put it out on social media just so you guys can see my view of how things are going. Uh, but then the kind of, in my mind, I thought it was a little bit unexpected, but I still picked this team. Um, Oklahoma city thunder got defeated by the Utah jazz in six games. Uh, the thunder had a home court advantage and the jazz managed to beat them. I actually had the Thunder beating the Jazz just because of their experience. Um, at least I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, but then I, in the next round, the Rockets were going to go all the way. In my predictions, I had Rockets and Raptors going to the championship series. And uh, if you've been following basketball at all, you know that's not going to happen because the Raptors got swept again by LeBron and the Cavaliers. So... That's kind of how the top part of the Western bracket played out. But then you have the Trailblazers and the Pelicans. Pelicans, the sixth seed, beating the, the number three seed, 4-0. and uh, But again, I've mentioned this in past episodes that the Western Conference this year was very tight from the number three all the way down to the eighth seed. Only two wins that separated the two, or separated those five teams right there. So the sixth seed beating a three seed there doesn't really bother me at all because they're uh, – the the ability that they've shown throughout the season was there for all of them. So Pelicans beating them, Anthony Davis was going on a tear, but they just couldn't hold up against the Warriors. Warriors beat them 4-1. Uh, Warriors also beat the Spurs 4-1. Uh, I think the Spurs kind of got lucky on that one win there. <laughs> it was a close loss for the Warriors, but they still pulled it out in five games. And so now we're sitting at Game 2 in Houston with the Rockets facing off with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, right now it is in pregame. Game tips off in about five minutes. And so I'm probably going to be wrapping this up here rather quickly, maybe in about 10 minutes or so, because I have another thing I want to talk about. But what an NBA playoffs this is shaping up to be. You know, it's there's a lot of really interesting storylines where LeBron, you know, he's on the downward trajectory of his career uh, at his age and his size. You know that he can't, he can't possibly go for another five years, right? I mean, he's 
And if he does, will he get traded again? You know, those kind of talks are always around. But he finds himself in a position where he's going to have to rally his troops together, being the player coach that he is, and help them pull through this hard time they're going through. And because of the things he's going through and the type of player he is and the spotlight he's had on him throughout his entire career, the age that he's at, the discussion that is always happening is who's the greatest of all time? Is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan all time? Is he? A, I mean, you have to think about that. Greatest of all time. Not greatest small forward of all time. Not greatest power forward of all time. Not the greatest ball handler. Not the greatest shooter of all time. The greatest of all time. And I think I've weighed in on this discussion many times in the past. And it's just annoying hearing it over and over and over again. As soon as the year starts, it's starting to talk about LeBron and how he's better than everybody else. And don't get me wrong, I have nothing against LeBron. I have a lot of respect for the guy. He is a freak of nature. I have a lot of respect for the talent that he has uh, and his the IQ that he has on the floor, being able to predict plays before they happen and being able to take things upon himself to get things done and get a win for his team, when it, especially when it matters. I mean, just in this playoff series, he's hit two game-winning shots. Or not this series, sorry. this These 2018 NBA playoffs, he's hit two game-winning shots. Okay, that's pretty wild. And a lot of people will say like, oh, Kobe wasn't that clutch. Michael Jordan wasn't that clutch. But one thing that you have to really look at is, I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of stories of like, oh, LeBron isn't clutch. But you look at his numbers like in the postseason when he's made game, made or missed game-winning shots, he's like 13 for 22. And now he's like 13 for 20, 14 for 24 or something like that. So he's over 50%. But those bat, those negative narratives you know like talking lebron down and how he's not clutch probably came in a within a slew of missed shots in close games you know, like maybe he had four or five in a row so people are like he's not clutch he's not like michael jordan because those are the only shots that are on their mind are the ones that happened recently but in the greater scheme of things he's over 50 percent. that's pretty good but with that being said i don't think that you can say that there is any player who's better than another because of clutch shooting. I don't I just don't think that's what what it comes down to. And to take it a step further, a, actually a giant leap further, I don't think that there can ever be a greatest player of all time. So there's a guy who posted in the first take your take group on Facebook that summed up my point very very well. He basically said that it's not fair well, maybe that's not the phrasing. I'm, I'm, I am going to be paraphrasing here a little bit. But his point was that you, you can't compare players from different eras who have different skill sets and, and there were different rules in place and they play different positions and the type of teams they went against. Like all, the, all these different points, there's too many factors that, um, that are going to prevent you from being able to, being able to determine who the greatest of all time is. You can't look at just championships because – while winning championships is very important, basketball is still a team sport. And where it is a team sport, you're playing against other teams. And like, what teams are you going against in your conference? What is the, how do you stack up against the teams in your conference versus the teams in the other conference? You know, like 
some of those teams that Michael Jordan went against in the nineties when he went on, you know, two, two, three, what do you call it? Two, three peats in his career, you know, six and oh in the finals. The teams that he was keeping out of the, out of the NBA finals may have been able to beat the teams in the, in the West to go on to the NBA finals and play against them. And then maybe things go their way and they win a championship over Michael Jordan. And I, I may actually have my, my things mixed up. No, the bulls are in the East. Okay. Cause I mean, you see the, the bulls and the, and the jazz back in the nineties, MJ prevented some great teams from winning championships. And even more than that, the rockets and, and the Trailblazers were big, big back then too. The Lakers. I mean, Kobe was around at the end of Kobe's career. Or MJ was around at the... Whatever. Other way around. <laughs> MJ was about to retire when Kobe was kind of coming in. And so, I don't know. I just I think it's such a subjective thing. I think it's important that we have to respect all, all of the things that these players have accomplished in their careers and their ability to sway the outcome of a game. But I just don't, and, and I also think that we should be able to have these discussions and these debates about who is the greatest player of all time. But with all the different factors, you know, degree of difficulty of your schedule um, and within the conference and out of conference play, different positions means there's different roles that you have. For example, Shaq, I feel like, is a very underrated player just because of the position he played. He wasn't a natural scorer. He was a post player. He would score, but he was also a big-time defender. And defense isn't looked at the same as offense. Even though there are sayings out there that say that defense wins championships. And so I, it's really hard to compare players of different stature and of different eras because there are different rules. And there, there's just so many different things. But I do like being able to have these discussions because I could just, it could go on forever. It's what we all kind of want, right? Just to root for our player or, you know, have our points about who we think is the best. But when it comes down to it, I think it's all about respect. We respect, I respect other people's decisions on, or opinions on who they think is the best, as long as they're making valid points and they're not belittling what I'm saying about the people I think. Uh, about who I think is the best of all time in that discussion, you know. So, I don't know. Whenever these types of discussions come up, like, oh, he's the GOAT. He's the, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. I'm like, you can't just throw that around, you know. What about this other guy? <laughs> like, there is no such thing as the GOAT. There are a great a great collection of amazing players out there, but there's never going to be one that just stands above the rest. But I think LeBron, LeBron's definitely in that discussion of being one of the best of all time. He's there with MJ. He's there with Hakeem Olajuwon. He's there with Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Bill Lambeer even. He's up there. I mean, like, and then even guys back in the 50s, like players that, you know, kids these days haven't even heard of. Um, And so... That's kind of my point on that. I, I think it's 
a fun thing to discuss and, and kind of go back and forth about. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know who you think is the best player of all time, or let me know if you agree with me on, on if there is no such thing as the greatest player of all time. I think it's a fun discussion to have. So uh, with that, I I think that's all I've got for you guys today. I know this is a pretty crazy episode. I was all over the place just talking a lot of basketball and nothing uh, really seemed all together in my head as I was talking. But um, I hope you still enjoyed it. Uh, feel free to hit that like button, that share button, whatever. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Abstract Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Oh, geez, anything. Just go to look for Abstract Sports. You'll find us, and uh, hopefully we can share some content that you like. Also, if you'd like to support the uh, the brand, if you'd like to support Abstract Sports as more than just a listener, a viewer, or a uh, reader, uh, you can go to abstractsports.com slash support, and you can make a little donation. If you make a donation there, um, it's greatly appreciated, and it basically just helps us keep the website up for another year to come. Uh, and gives us a hub to let all of our content live and uh, and grow. So uh, with that, it's five minutes after 7 o'clock Mountain Time, and that means that the Warriors-Rockets game is probably tipped off, if not already. So I'm going to let you all go. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and hopefully I'll see you guys next Wednesday. All right, we'll see you later.